What was the profit? 172,000. I did the withdrawal of 40,000 for Christmas. Fall in love with the progress. Fall in love with the process. Fall in love with being wrong because the only way to be right is to be wrong enough times that you understand what it takes to be right. Basketball brings a lot of emotions. Partying brings a lot of emotions. Everything brings a lot of emotions. In trading, there must be no emotions involved. If you lose four times in a row, are you gonna be mentally strong enough to click that button again? That's what a lot of traders do. They hope to get lucky without understanding that they're trying to get lucky. I swear, these trader influencers that comes up with this amazing, inspiring life story, how they turned $1,000 into $100,000, maybe they did it, but they got lucky. So I took all those things and I built an edge. I back tested for 700, 800 trades. The way I found my edge is Folks, we welcome Dobby FX back on the show today. It's been three years since he was last on. Now, it's kind of incredible how far people can come in this industry in such a short period of time. In fact, when he was first on, he was kind of unknown. He did our back test challenge. He absolutely wiped the floor with every other trader there. Now we get him back on to see what he's doing three years later. So without further ado, let's first hear my Blue Guardian update and then get on with it. All right, folks, before we get into the show, I want to give you a quick update on my Blue Guardian challenge. So 23 trades in is where we started the week. I had some moderate sort of growth here, then some dips. We actually dipped down below the initial starting balance for the week. And then by the end of the week, I managed to pull back a few trades here. We did end the week positive. It was minus 2.4 up from minus 2.5. If you folks do want to take your own Blue Guardian challenge, there's a link in the description. Go and click it now. Grab the coupon code TradingNut, all one word, and you're going to get 10% off at checkout. All right, let's get back on with the show. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Out. We've got Dovi FX in the house. Now, if he is unfamiliar to you, it means that you probably haven't uh, been watching the show for three years or over three years because he was last on the show three years ago, episode 153. And he didn't just walk onto the show. He actually passed uh, a full-on trading challenge, beat out maybe three other traders to uh, pass this trading challenge. It was a backtesting challenge where we got them to go through replay mode. He killed it trendline trading strategy which everyone thought was like craziness and he destroyed everyone so Dovi, three years on we're going to get your full story we're going to get your backstory welcome back to the show uh thank you so much for having me i'm really happy to be back and uh, it's crazy first things first it's crazy that it's already three years that has been passed since the last time i was here which feels like one day to be honest and uh yeah uh even to this day, I have people reaching out to me and saying, I came here from Trading Nut uh, Challenge. I saw you do the challenge. Even to this day, I get the messages. Like I was, because sometimes when I interact with my followers, I ask them, Where did you find me? And whatever. And they said, Oh, I saw your video on Trading Nut. I saw you with the challenge. It was, it was a very nice. So uh, once again, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Look, and I see you're in Dubai there. Now, look, guys, if you do want to check out this challenge, it is worthwhile checking out because you do actually get to see Dovi's, I don't know if it's an old trading style, if you still do the same stuff. We'll find out that in today's show. But you do get to get a real good feel for how he approaches things and the thinking around it and the fact that, like, if I remember rightly, you absolutely annihilated it in terms of all the other traders were were miles behind you. And I think we even at that point did like a nine, uh, sorry, 10 trade uh, challenge where you had to pick the color of the next bar and was it going to be a bull or a bear. And I think you got six out of 10 
correct. This was no analysis whatsoever. Yeah, and, yes, and the only, yeah, so you were second in that as well. The only other person who got more was, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Richard Nasser who got nine out of 10. No, it wasn't. Sorry, it yeah. wasn't him. I can't remember who it was, but somebody got nine out of 10. Oh, no, it might have been him. Anyway. And I think um, it's one of the first times you've been doing that type of challenge. Yeah. And it was no analysis, just pure like sense on the charts, on the markets. And you were like, what is going to be this next scandal? It's like just kind of guessing, but six in a row was, was crazy. Yeah. And well, I think we're giving away like $1,000 in, in uh, crypto if you did get the, the 10 out of 10. No one actually got it. Anyway, um, what we're going to do is, yeah, how to find out what you've been doing for the past three years. And uh, for the guys that have don't know you, maybe give them a bit of a pot of history as to like how you got into trading and, and you know, your life before trading. Uh, so it's very interesting for those people who don't know me. Uh, my story started like everything started in my life. Basically, everything completely changed when I was 15. And I moved abroad from Europe, from Lithuania to United States to pursue my basketball career. Left my parents, left my family, left my friends and went all the way to United States uh, to chase my basketball dream. Uh, as I was playing high school there, uh, I got a scholarship to go to a pretty good university. Full paid, full paid scholarship, but eventually as the time went, as the competition got higher and my body was not as performing as well, I started looking into other ways to make money. So I tried different ways, but I stumbled upon trading. And this was something that really, really sticked with me because of various reasons. Because I am a person, I do not like to be dependent on somebody else. I don't like to be controlled by somebody else in a sense where it's like uh, I have a freedom of choice every day I wake up. I have a freedom of choice if I want to work today or not. I have a freedom of choice where I want to live right now. And I have a freedom of choice of how well I do in my life instead of being dependent on somebody else, you know? And this was something that completed me absolutely. And uh, it took me two years as us also was studying and playing basketball in, in university. It took me two years to uh, get consistent results. I would say two, two years uh, for uh, break even results and around two years, four months to start to see some profits. Uh, but I was trading small capital. Yes. So I was making profits. Maybe those profits were enough to pay a utility bill. Maybe those profits were enough to go to do grocery shopping, but it wasn't something that I was used to seeing, or let's say on Instagram, right? Because this is what you see. This is how you come to this type of industry. And uh, eventually as uh, at around the time I got like consistently profitable, their funding companies came out and I started buying challenges. Yes, I failed couple as I was learning, but then once I got funded 50K, 100K, even on my Instagram, there's a photo of me with my first 50K challenge uh, past account, you know, first funded account. Uh, my account grew. Right now I have 1.2 million complete funded accounts. And what I say is like, to have a good, uh, uh, to have a good risk management, you need to risk one or two percent, right? So now if you come with small capital, you still make profits, but it's maybe not enough to live the life you want. So I use those profits to buy the challenge and 
now funding challenges, funded accounts, help me to live the life I want while still maintaining a good risk management. That's where everything took off. And it's, if you remember, I think our first call, even when we were doing challenge, I don't remember, I don't. I might be wrong, but even then I think I might have been in the college, college dorm. I was in the college dorm or something like this. Yeah, I know you were like differently. We had a call when you were in Texas and a call when you were in Lithuania. So I knew at one point it was very hard to get you tied down to to do one of these one of these calls because we were flipping between countries. So you might yeah you may have still been in college. Yeah, I think I think I think was that was the time that was the case. And now three years on, I'm in Dubai, uh, living in my own apartment and uh, building the companies. Right. So from a trader's perspective, like let talking about me as a person. I can now go and chill all day. Like I can, I don't like funding, uh, trading, trading uh, accounts and trading profits make me enough money so I can do nothing. But I am not that type of person that is going to be sitting down. So like I always talk to my friends or, or like my followers and they're like, oh, you make this much money from trading. Why don't you chill? I am 24 years old. I have so much free time. I have so much freedom because of trading. I, I'm not that kind of person to go and chill at the pool day. Yes, sometimes I like to take a day off. I like to chill and do nothing. But overall, I because of trading and because of the amount of money I can uh, generate, I'm able to build other businesses, to build something, to create something, you know, to give some value to the world and like have some responsibilities because I think maybe, yes, you can be this uh, chill lifestyle for a year, but then you eventually get bored from that. Yeah, you know? I think that is so, it. Exactly. Yeah. So I say to people, it's like, if they're like, you have like this much money and stuff. And like, why, why don't you, why, why you always say you're busy? Why you always say your work? Because I choose to, because that's what am I as, as my personality, you know? So, but I'm super grateful for trading. It's it changed my life completely. And also trading not only changed my finances, but also changed everything because of the places I got to travel to. And when I traveled to the places, I met a lot of amazing people. I met a lot of amazing people. I created amazing memories with those people. It's, it's such a blessing. And I really wish everyone that really wants to become a trader to really put your mind and put your heart and soul into it and really be smart about it. Because uh, biggest mistakes uh, I would say that traders do is it is okay to make a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes in trading. I'm talking trading specifically. My students make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But your edge is gonna be if you learn from those mistakes and you never do them again, you know? Like I can make a mistake. I'm like, okay, I'm never doing it again, but tomorrow I'm doing the same mistake. In trading, this is how you need to operate. Write down your mistake and never do it again. And if you cancel out that mistake, at some point there will be no mistakes left. And that's how you become profitable and consistent, you know? Yeah, and on that mistake thing, which is quite an interesting point, like, I mean, sometimes I've I've been in the case where I've like made a mistake and gone, okay, yeah, I can see I made that mistake. I shouldn't have done that. 
And the reason I made the mistake was probably because of like impatience or something like that. Or uh, yeah, it was mainly it was mainly for me. It's usually impatience, right? It's like, well, nothing's happened for for two days. This looks like a setup. I'm going to take it. Now I might get over that mistake, but then for whatever reason, if I have a break, come back, then that mistake rears its head again sometime in the future. How do you overcome that kind of scenario where it's like a mistake you did in the past, which is kind of hard to avoid? It will, it can sneak up on you. I mean, how do you sort of get around, or did you get around that? It's uh, the life is not uh, like in the trading is not about canceling all your mistakes. It's impossible. I make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. It's about to make as least possible mistakes as you can. You will always make mistakes, you know? So if you cancel out those mistakes, like if you do, if you cancel out eight out of 10 mistakes, you're fine, you know? But you cannot be doing nine out of 10 mistakes every single day. So that's how you gain that consistency and that profitability, you know? And so, so how many mistakes would you say you do on a typical month? Like if you had to sort of categorize them, like, and I suppose, maybe the last month and then you know let's say two years ago when we you know, hadn't heard your story like how many mistakes would you make in say a typical month has it changed dramatically uh i i, I don't know if i can come up with a number but i would say my biggest mistake was is that uh at as i was beginning trading i did not come to the charts to the to the to trading with a structured complete system I would sit down on the charts. I would draw some lines. Oh, maybe it's a sell. Boom. I, I ex, like that's what a lot of traders do. They hope to get lucky without understanding that they're trying to get lucky because they're not approaching trading like business. So, what I was doing, I would come to the charts. I would draw some lines, draw some support and resistances. Oh, I'll sell here. Oh, I'll buy here. Hopefully, that somehow adds up and makes me profitable. How you're supposed to do it is you have to build a system with an edge. How you do it? By backtesting, by trading demo accounts. So what is the system? What is my entry? What is my exit? What time frame do I look for this? What time do I look for that? Do I look for supply levels on four hour or two hour time frames? Uh, do I build bias on? So basically list of boxes that you need to check before you take every trade. And that takes a lot of stress from your trading because now I come to the charts, I have a list, check, 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 check. All the boxes are checked. I take the trade. At least one box is not checked. I stay out of the markets. That's it. I leave my computer. I come to that. That is why my hit rate is so high because I only take the trades that is following my trading plan. Also, it helps you mentally because when you hit a losing streak, you know that you have a system with an edge and only thing you need to worry about it that you need that you follow that system right so we have no system no plan you hope there's a hope that suddenly you'll stop right but now okay i'll give you an example casinos i think i've said this before but i'll say it again casinos gambler comes into casino he hopes he's gonna win he bets even though odds are against him. So for example, his odds are 50, 45% of winning. Casinos have 55% of winning. So let's say gambler comes in in casino, plays roulette, and he wins. 
Okay. Maybe he comes in to the casino for one week and he wins. But has ever casino changed its games or rules? Never. Never. Yeah. They are completely confident in their game. Why? Because they know they have a mathematical edge in their game. So even though they lost for one day, for one week, or even one month, they don't change the rules. They don't change the games because mathematically, overall, taking a big picture, they will win. So now 95% of traders are gamblers and 5% are casinos. Those traders that has an edge with a system and a plan, they are become they become confident because they understand what they're doing and that's how they are profitable in the long, long run this is how you need to treat, treat trading i swear these trader influencers that comes up with this amazing inspiring life story how they turned thousand dollars into hundred thousand dollars maybe they did it but they got lucky these type of people would work on wall street uh, and work for hedge funds, you know, if they were actually doing these things. Trading is about understanding edge and following your risk management. Making 20,000% is not a consistent trading. It's a, some somebody got lucky and made a big story out of it. Now buy my course, you know? Hey folks, what a view behind me. I'm at Blackball Markets headquarters here in Auckland, New Zealand. Speaking of views, you can get TradingView paid plans for free at Blackball Markets, saving you up to $600 a year. That's right, get either the Essential Plus or Premium plans absolutely free, and all you need to do is trade from one lot a month at Blackball Markets. And you can also get a 100% deposit bonus for your first deposit up to $1,000. All you need to do is click the Trading Nut link in the description below. Now, now so, talking, about, talking about Edge, I wanna sort of dive into that a bit because I think that's quite an important thing for people to to a get and then you know do that casino style trading approach right so what would and you know because like i mean i've had people come on the show i've i've like you know tested systems that have been shown on the show that are very mechanical and then seen that yep over that period of time that that person traded it it was awesome and then it fell off a cliff before that or it was break even before that and it and it had you know fell off a cliff after after that time i mean yeah. What? How does somebody get an edge where they're like, you know, confident enough that this edge is gonna, you know, stay true for the for the long term? And you know, if you do suffer that drawdown or that losing streak, there's, there's, you know, you're not gonna be sitting in the in the break even, like never making any money or any profit on that for three years or whatever it is before the the whole thing falls apart. So, I mean, what's what's your sort of view on finding something that has a really strong, let's call it a robust edge? Okay, so that's a very good question, Cam. Um, the way I found my edge is basically, first, I learned trading. I learned basics about trading. Secondly, I learned different approaches to trading, scalping, intraday, swing trading. I chose what is best for me. Then I learned a couple of strategies. Trend lines, support and resistance, supply and demand, fair value gaps, all the different strategies, right? So now I have all this information. I have a bubble of information. What I do is I sit down because once again, trading is not easy, especially when you come to trading without any guidance. Guidance uh, will help you a lot, but no guidance, that's my story. That's how I did it. So I have all this bubble of information. What I did, I sat down at my computer every single day for two years and I took everything I know Okay, let me try this back test 100 trades. 
oh, okay, let me try this. Backtest 100 trades. Okay, what worked work, what worked the best from this? And what worked for the best from this? Let's connect this. Now backtest this. Now take this. Now take this. So you take all these things, right? Which re requires a lot of time. This is why I created a mentorship now, which I'm going to be releasing soon. So people... Uh, like they skip all those steps. They are they already presented with a uh, how to approach and system with an edge, right? So I took all those things and I bit, built an edge. And now I have this system with an edge that I think it's an edge. I backtested for 700, 800 trades, Jeez. which is period of like a lot of, a lot of, a, lot, a long time, right? So now I have this, Okay, let me take this to real life markets. So I opened a demo account and now I'm actually testing this on a real account. So I backtest this for 100 trades. So like, and I have it all on the paper. I have it all connected. And I see that this is working. This is working. This worked for 700 trades. This worked for 100 trades or 200 trades on the real market. What, what else can I ask? This is, I have, now I have a system right in front of me that works. What is the only thing that I need to do? Follow the system. Not get, not get into my emotions. Not get into, uh, when I'm in the losing streak, four or five trades, not start thinking like, oh, maybe my strategy is not working anymore. This is a weak spot in, the, in every person's mind. Maybe it's not working. Is that hope? Or like, if you win five trades in a row, Oh, maybe I should up my risk in the next trade. You need to be linear. When you're following your trading system, you need to be linear mentally, mentally, right? So that's all you need to do. Now, I've got a couple of questions on that because it's, it's something that I've struggled with over the years, like in terms of back testing a, a system. I mean, I, I as you know, I, I could build trading algos and and turn a strategy into a into a system. Now, some of them have more discretion than others, where you just it's just not that easy to build it, and you're better off just manually testing it. Now, what I know is that I can meet a trader, and I've met, done this before. Traders give me a strategy and said, "Like, look, look at the strategy. Thirty trades. Here we go. Bang, bang, bang. You know, it's ninety percent win rate." And he's showing me every setup. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay. Automate it, and then it's a forty five percent win rate." And it's like, we go back and check every single trade. And then it's like, why didn't you take that one? The robot took it. And he's like, oh, but I didn't take that one because of X, Y, Z. And there was always a reason. And it's like, well, hang on a sec. What is the, like, the rule, the rule, the rules are built into the, into the robot. So therefore, the robot is taking the exact rules. It's not cheating. Whereas it sounds, yeah. it's kind of like you're almost cheating or what you see makes sense. It looks right. But in fact, it doesn't match that rule because of this minute little thing. Now, the question to you is, how did you avoid that kind of like manual, even mistake in your back testing, especially over like 700 trades, 100 trades, you know, all those trades to, to sort of validate that. Well, two things. One, one was you weren't cheating and two, um, uh, you you uh, didn't change, I suppose, rules during the time and just by making a mistake, i.e. I forgot that rule on that one and I took it as a win. Uh, first of all, my trading system is not 90%. Second of all, if anybody says that their tra trading system is 90%, run. 
this is my advice to you. <laughs> this is my advice to you guys. I'm being real. Like, I don't care what anybody says about me. I'm here to be real. And I'm here to tell you truth about trading, right? I can show you uh, uh, anything you want just to sell you something. But then I I would never be able to uh, handle the, feed, the bad feedback from people. I love good feedback from people where people come to me like, Oh, thank you for explaining me this. Now I understand because you were true. Like I never say trading is easy. Trading, especially in the beginnings, it's hard, especially without no guidance, right? It's hard. But eventually once, like I've been in this seven years, seven years, everything is so automatic to me now. Like everything is just like, it's like I see the charts and it takes me five minutes to see if I'm going to have a trade or no. It's like, imagine seven years. How much is that? Seven years, let me, seven times three, six, five, 2,555 days. Like I, I probably 95% of those days I've been on the charts. It's insane. So how do, how do you avoid the mistakes in your trading system? You don't. You just, like I said before, you try to minimize them. You, you will never avoid all of the mistakes. Also, as I was trading before, the war started. Russia, Ukraine. This is where I had, I ran into my first problem where it was like, okay, my trading system is still working, but definitely not as good as it was because now markets are way more affected from the fundamental perspective. So a couple of things I did, I paid more attention to fundamentals. So if there is any important meetings, any important announcement, any important news coming out, I don't trade day prior and day of the meeting or the event. Also, I lowered my risk almost twice. So every time there's a big economic event or like even a war starting, there's gonna be a lot of volume in the markets. For example, uh, what happened, US 30 fell. So there are two types of assets in the whole financial markets, risk on and risk off. Risk on is when the economy is doing good, when everyone's happy, when everybody has a lot of money, this is where people put money in stocks, in crypto, trying to get rich. And eventually also we have risk, risk off assets such as gold and dollar, right? So if economy is doing good, all the money from gold and dollar is going into US 30 and crypto and high risk assets, which bring a lot of returns. Every time there is a shake in the economy, war, high interest rates, all that because there is no like money falling from the sky. The money either goes here or here. So now the war started and everything. You saw a gold rise. You saw a dollar rise because from crypto, from US 30, all the money went to risk off assets, right? So you need to understand that. So it took me a while to adapt. I didn't change a lot. I just adapt. Maybe I use a little bit more, less risk. I pay more attention to news, but it is life as a trader. Like once again, nothing is perfect. Nothing is going to work completely the same. I bet that in five years, I will also make tweaks to my current trading system. I will not change it. I will never change my trading system because I love it. It's completely amazing. You know, it's, uh, I, it's perfect. It's very simple. And also like, I want to repeat once again, 
I'm doing a mentorship where I will be teaching all these people to have this system and have this edge because I'm so tired of of this type of market, this unprofessional approach to the market, trying to sell the dream, right? I want to give real value to all the people. So this is how you're supposed to trade, you know? Okay. So, so um, I guess so basically you're saying sort of mistakes are, are going to happen in your trading and going to happen in your back test. So hence a hundred is probably a good number. Now, what about like how, just so that people know, how long is it going to take you to do a hundred trades in a back test? I know we did five in the, in the call, which you're probably doing it for like maybe I'm guessing 30, 45 minutes. It was a while ago now, so I can't quite remember, but it was, it was kind of like 45 minutes to do five trades, maybe 30. How long would it take you to do a hundred? In one of your back tests? hundred. I don't know. You have to multiply it, you know, uh, even in today's trading in real life trading, uh, some weeks I have seven trades in the week. Some weeks I have one or zero trades. It all depends on the market conditions. So the same way when you're back testing, you know, sometimes so one day I'll, I'll be able to back test 35 trades. One day I'll be able to back test 50 trades. One day I'll be able to back test 12 good trades, you know, but the thing is when I was back testing, I was still making adjustments to my trading system. So I, I would have to go back and do it again, go yeah. back and do it again, to try other pair, try other asset. And I was, I swear on my life, <laughs> I would, would close my eyes before I went to sleep. And I literally saw the lines like this, like as my eyes are closed. You know, when you close your eyes, you squinch your eyes. Yeah. You see something. Yeah. I literally <laughs> saw lines. Like I was my, I was, <laughs> I was one with the markets, you know? Yeah. So, so, because uh, yeah. it's a, so in terms of that, that the fact that, you know, you'd change, make a change, see something, make a change, go back, which I do as well. I'll see something, you go, oh, hang on a sec. And then I'm like, oh, damn it, I've got to start this whole back test again. And it's just, it's so painful just the thought of that. Anyway, I mean, one thing I was doing was sort of looking at multiple, for example, let's say exit points. If Was I going to just take a fixed exit or was I going to take an exit at a certain thing, like a high, high or a low or something like that, just to see how much R I would have made on that trade? I mean, when you were doing your back tests and tweaking and stuff, I mean, how were you doing exits? Because I think exits is a quite a big thing. Great to find the entry, yep. But how do you get out of that trade on a consistent basis, exiting the trade? Taking profit, where do you where do you get out? Oh, exits. Yeah. Uh, I would follow the uh, trading view. You know, I would have the percentage because when you do the uh, like the stop loss or take profit, you see the risk to reward. So I would always like try different amounts of dollars. So basically, if I risk one thousand dollars and I have one to two years to reward, I I see that I made three thousand dollars and I write it all down. You know, if I make two point three risk to reward, I made. $2.3,000, you know, and I would be writing everything down. If you go to my old office. Sorry, can I just stop uh, you? Can I just stop you on that one first before you, you jump in? So, so you'd, you'd write it down, you made 2.3. Now, is that because price went that far before it came back and would have stopped you out? Or was it because you had a fixed area that you wanted to get out at versus yes. a fixed TP? That's a very good question. So I would never be that guy where it's like, it would go down to 2.3, go to break even, and I would count it as a win. No, if I say I close here, I close here. You know, if it went back to break even, it means it's a break even trade. 
I never lied to myself, if that's what you're asking. Okay, right. So I'm kind of tr- tr- trying to work out, did you have a fixed target? I'm going for that level there or that price there or that R level there. And so the way, yeah, what was yeah. that? Was so that how you I did it? This, the way I trade this, uh, I have a like one target, for example, one to three, but I have zones along the way as my as the price is going to my target. So the way I take profits is as the price is going into profits, for example, it's a sell position, it approaches one of my key levels, right? One of my points in in profit. And I see how the price reacts to that level. If the price smashes through that level, I continue holding. But if we start to see rejection, I close partial, right? It goes to a lower level, it breaks through it, I keep holding it. So that's how I take partials and I hold profits. For example, I'm... uh, I never done this before, but I started one week ago uh, with five people, like one-on-one mentorship, uh, just five people, focus group. It's me and five people. Some of them are completely new and some of them uh, are one year into trading, right? So uh, recently we had our first call and it was uh, about key levels. And this is what we use key levels from. Key levels is something... I can, I'll show you later on the charts is something where you have a strong reaction in the markets and it helps you for two things. We use key levels for two things to either decide where we don't enter the trade or to decide where we take partials. So this is how I manage my trade along the way. Right. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Right. So you, and you've got all that data in the back test and, and you're just utilizing that. Awesome. Um, so, so you you seven hundred trades, back tested trades before you actually sort of locked in the system. I mean, a why did you decide on seven hundred or eight hundred, whatever it was? B, why didn't you like you know top yourself before you got to the end of it? Because it seems like an awful awful task to try and try and uh, go through. Cam, to be honest, um, there it you can. People look at it as that way, but the way I was looking at it, there is people that is working crazy jobs all over the world and they make minimal wage. They make little amount of money. And I was telling myself, me sitting at computer in this warm room, this warm, comfy room, is this hard? Yes, I will invest a lot of time, a lot of focus, a lot of energy, but there's people that is doing way harder job for way less money. And I put that work, I put that amount of time and now I'm here. Like I'm proud to be, I'm proud to say that I'm 24 years old and I'm I'm currently living the dream of, well, uh, the life of my dreams, you know, in a sense, because, uh, because I took that step, I took my time off that day, which was probably the whole day. And I focused. I really, really focused on this one thing. And my plan B was my plan A. There was no plan B. Mm. It was this or nothing. And this was my mindset. Because thankfully to basketball, it teach me a lot of discipline and how to focus and how to learn from your mistakes. Because there's no other way to uh, achieve your goals, right? You will, you, other way, you just stand in one place. And now I'm here. It's like, yes, at that point, it was hard. It was depressing. It was... Um, exhausting but now when I look back at it it was like it's also had some beauty in it you know 
It's just like me waking up at 5 a.m., making my own coffee, opening my computer. Like, um, Also, uh, one very interesting thing I was discussing with um, my focus mentorship group, I was saying that you good, get good, good in trading once you get a little bit tired from it. You know, like, but like sort of bored or kind of, you know, is that what you mean? Like yeah, tired? Let, let, let me explain what I mean. Um, when I just started trading for the first two years, when I did all the back testing, I could not wait to wake up and get on these charts. I could not wait. That was a good thing to learn. But when I tried to transfer the same energy to real time trading, it caused me to a lot of overtrading over-risking, unrealistic wishes and results, where as the time went, I got a little bit bored. It's like, I don't want to spend as much time on the charts. So I got a little bit more patient. I got, I only took A++ setups. I didn't focus on opening as many trades as possible. So I think there's this edge, you know, when you're learning, it's good to work hard, good to put a lot of energy. But once you get used to it, you understand your, excuse me, you understand your edge. This is where you need to kind of get your foot off the gas pedal, you know? And uh, it became so chill to me. Trading, like people say, trading is stressful. Yeah, when you don't know what you're doing. When you know what you're doing, it's like, I came here to do my thing. There's a setup, I take it. There's no setup, I go on with my day. I opened this, what, it's Wednesday? It's Thursday. I opened one trade this week. I made, yes, I made, uh, I made yeah. eight, eight, uh, but how much I made eight or $9,000 this week. Like, you done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny you say that. I mean, actually it's a great, it's a great way or a, even a mindset hack to think, you know, there are people out there working, you know, let's put them in front of a counter at McDonald's, for example, and they're there for an eight hour shift. Or whatever it is, exactly. and you you'll you get to sit in your own room, go and get, go for a wander if you want. Come back, sit down, yeah, the charts again, do your stuff. Okay, you exactly. may not be getting paid for it, but you, what are you losing in a day? Maybe minimum wage. So it, it's 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 a great way to put it in perspective for people. And and I'm wondering, was there anything for your basketball days? Because I know you're like a Division One basketball player in the states. That yeah. um that sort of you used in the basketball arena basketball arena to get your mind in the right shape for a game, which may or may not be relevant to trading. I don't know. I'm just interested. Um, yes, it has some similarities because that adrenaline rush. Um, I mean, when you're playing a game, it's more extended. The adrenaline is like you're focused for one and a half hours, like like 100%. When you're trading, you get the adrenaline rush when you slightly not anymore seven years uh when you click that button when you see that drawdown or the profit you know when you get but uh uh i think that's what separates trading from everything a lot of things in the world because a lot of for example basketball brings a lot of emotions partying brings a lot of emotions everything brings a lot of emotions in trading there must be no emotions involved, uh, even yeah. if you're losing or if you're winning, you know? 
Just like I said, once again, and I'm saying this to everybody, there are some people that use this knowledge and now is a very successful people. Yesterday, I got a, got a message from a guy. He bought a car from using my system, what I, what I taught him, you know? It's like, but also a lot of people is like, oh, okay. But they never use it to their advantage, you know? Mm. But that's how life works, you know? But yeah. uh, it's, it's interesting what you were saying before, like, because I, I think, if I was trying to think of an analogy of, you know, this whole getting tired of trading or getting tired so that you, you know, you're not, you're actually become a better trader or a good trader. And I think for me, it was like you order something on, let's say you order something off Amazon, something you wanted, you're like, oh, great, this thing that you wait for yeah, it, it yeah, turns yeah. up, it gets here. And then you, you like for me, I'm just thinking about this ice bath that I bought, portable ice bath, bought it. Chucked it outside. I was in it every day for about two weeks. Then I think I got a cold, <laughs> ironically. Um, and then I put it in the fridge because it was getting mold. Sorry, I put it in the shed because it was getting moldy. And I haven't touched it for like six months. So it's kind of that. And that is where it's like, okay, well, I could get it out if I want. I'm not like stressed. I'm not emotional about it at all. And I think that was kind yeah. of where you're yep. getting to. Um, right. So, so let's talk a little bit about your your system now like you talked about the fact you had the the fundamental change with you know these uh, major events going on that potentially changed the market i mean is there anything else that you sort of tweaked with it that you would call yourself like you know i suppose the a plus setup kind of thing that you can share i paid i paid my attention to uh, fundamentals like i said staying away from uh, high risk events um lowered my risk and uh, just was more, way more, put way, way more attention to detail. That's basically the only thing. There's nothing specifically that I changed in my technical analysis. It was more of my, of my risk management and fundamental analysis, you know? Okay. Uh, fundamental analysis, I do read that. I do pay attention to that, but it doesn't affect me as much because if there is high risk news, I just stay away from the markets. I'm not macro economist i'm not a analytic of like economy i feel like you need to be that to understand fundamentals just reading that cpi or uh, nfp like was high or lower i don't think <laughs> it doesn't give you a lot of information because it, it, whenever that data is released uh the move is already has been done you know it's yeah. already been done because there's very smart people that is sitting over there and they're doing their own analysis and they already made the decision, you know? Yeah. Uh, all these retail traders, especially all around the world, you know, uh, when regards to social media, they think, oh, there's a higher, you know, probability of this and then they get completely wrecked. Yeah. Because like you need to use common sense. There's a lot of smart people that is in tall buildings with a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And they read before so my advice to you is let them do their thing and then step in the markets when everything calms down yeah um i was gonna say so like you know you obviously got 1.2 million in prop firm funding i mean have you sort of just at some stage thought well, look i'm going to shift out of that game um from ie you know just trading on prop firms and you know take some of the earnings that you're making and put it into personal accounts to trade personal that's, to that's exactly what i'm doing Cam. That's okay, exactly right, right, right. Okay. Yes. So uh, I withdraw my profits from the funding firms. I put it in my personal trading accounts. I put it in real estate. I reinvest all the money. 
like I said, I can go and like just travel and do nothing. But right now I feel like this is the point of my life that uh, I want to continue building something. And eventually when I have wife and kids, we can live that more calm life. Now I'm young. I have a lot of energy and uh, I just continue, continue pushing because that's what makes me happy. You know, achieving a goal. Like I was uh, talking to a, my friend is a psychologist, you know, and she understands also a little bit about trading. And she asked me like, what makes you happy? And I really thought to myself, I never had an answer. And I didn't have an answer to her. Like, I was like, okay, I can give her like answer where it's like, um, when I'm with my friends, but it's not that deep, you know? And I thought for, I thought about it for like two days. And I understood that at this part of my life, I think in five years, maybe it'd be different. And in 20 years, it's going to be different. But in this point of my life, what makes me the happiest is achieving a goal that I have set right now. So if I have a goal, for example, opening a prop firm, I achieved that. I had a crazy amount of happiness in myself, you know, in me. And so now all my kind of happiness is career focused. Maybe in 10 years, it's going to be more based on family. If my kids are doing good in mm -hmm. school, my kids are doing good in sports. But currently, this is my drive. And this is what makes me happy. And all uh, once again, thanks to trading, you know. Well, I think it's probably a challenge out there to everyone watching. If you've watched this far into the interview, hit us up in the comments. Let us know what makes you happiest. Maybe it's going to take you a couple of days to think about it because I'd be really interested to hear what makes other people happy. I'm just thinking about it myself now. What 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 is it that makes me happy happiest? Which is awesome. kind of like very hard to to pinpoint. So um, that's a great little analogy there. Uh, well, sorry, not analogy. A, a little test for everyone out there to to go away and do. So, um, Dovi, now talking about prop firms and that journey to one point two, like. Did you lose a challenge or or two or more than two during the process? Or was it sort of a straight through, you know, bang, here we go? Yeah, I lost, like I said, I lost a couple of challenges. My first funded account was 50K. Actually, recently I got funded for another 200K. That's what put me to 1.2. Uh, it's 11th. So what's, what is the month before December in November? November, yeah. So it's started with 200K. I don't know if you're able to see it. Yeah, we can see that. Yeah. So you scroll through that. From November. Look, wow, there's a lot of blues in there. And I just move it up the top. Move it up. So we can't wait. It's at the top now. Just move move the phone up a little bit. So what's the total? Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't scrolling. Oh. So this okay, the bottom. Yeah, so, yeah 171,000. Is it? So that's not too many trades. So now I had, what was the profit? 172,000. And I I did the withdrawal of 40,000 for Christmas. For Christmas wow. presents for my family. Wow, that's yeah. that's that, that's some crazy that see the thing is that's like that's some big numbers there, right? Over two two months, two two yes. to three months. So that's some some big, big numbers. Um, I got this funded account and I said to myself, uh, this is gonna be a high risk account. So now I have wow. allocated accounts like different accounts. And uh, one is more swing trading, one is more uh, scalping. So this is my scalping account, where it's like, uh, I see a setup, A++ setup. Uh, since I have other accounts, I can be a little bit more risky, you know? So I may risk uh, like 4%. So I made, the first trade was $14,000. Uh, and 
went on from there, you know? So, uh, so you're risking 4% per trade on that $200,000 account where you've got like four or five. What, what's the what's the maximum daily drawdown on that? Because usually daily five, daily five percent. Yeah. So really, you're saying okay, I got the two hundred thousand. If I blow it, I blow it. Like if I get two losses yeah. in a row, I'm this, done. This account was like yeah. I don't care. But this is not a one trade. This is not one no, no. week. This is, this like is like almost three months. Yeah. So was it? There was there any point in time? So did you drop the risk from four percent when you started getting you know decent return on that? I did the withdrawal. I just I have other accounts where it's like uh, my income. You know, yeah. this is more like uh, uh, if I make thing. money, I'll buy my mother something nice. Yeah. You, know? you know. But so so that so that sorry, I've got a couple of questions there. So that one there. So the first trade was four percent. Has every trade been four percent risk, or have you dropped the risk on some trades? Uh, no, I changed it. It was like anywhere between one to four point five. Okay, say. okay, yeah. cool. And um, what time frame were you entering in on? Yeah. Just so, just so I can picture it. So I do top down analysis, but uh, uh, I do it once a week, and then I wait. I set alerts and I wait. Um, I start with the weekly time frame, but on the weekly time frame, I don't look at price action. I look at the previous weekly candle. So I use daily and weekly time frames to determine my bias. So if I see that the weekly candles is very bullish, if I drop down to daily time frames, I see that the price is doing higher highs and higher lows. That means I'm looking for long positions. There is no, that's not complete, it's at all not smart for me to look for shorts. When this previously weekly candle was very bullish, it is way higher chance that the next weekly candle is going to be bullish as well, rather than drop right away from this bullish, right? So I built my bias. So if it's bullish, I'm saying I'm only looking for long positions. So now I drop to four and two hour timeframes to look for, for my supply and demand levels, where I will I want for the price to come and collect the liquidity for potential entry. Then I drop to 30 minute timeframes to uh, look for my entries. 30 and 15 minute timeframes I look for... Uh, reversal patterns of course along the way i use volume i really love volume profile and i use fibonacci for extra confirmation but it's all simple and basic all the people that have been following me knows that all my i very very important part consistent analysis equals consistent results if one day you're drawing draw, trend lines the next day you're drawing levels next day you're looking at fibonacci it's not consistent analysis, and this will never bring you consistent results. Consistent analysis equals consistent results. So if you look at all my videos, you'll see that I analyze my charts the same way every single day. Awesome. Now, now, what about like managing all those different prop accounts? Are you using some kind of copy trade service, or are you placing some trades on one? Obviously, that one there is a bit of a fun account, but have you got like them in buckets, or how are you managing that sort of large portfolio? So it's uh, distributed be be between uh, three funding companies. And the way I manage it is when I analyze the markets, I don't I don't worry about the funded accounts when I analyze. I'm like, uh, analyzing this, okay, this follows my swing trading account. I take notes, uh, A AUD, NZD, for example, uh, swing account, take a look, blah, blah, blah. I do my analysis, I have a list, and then when I, one of those confirmed, so I'd say swing, intraday, scalp, three different accounts, let's say, right? So I analyze the charts and I'm like, okay, GBP USD, I have a pretty good setup, A plus setup. I'm still waiting for this, this on an intraday account. 
I write it down. And that's how I follow. I like just write, writing things down because it keeps clear in my head. Then if you keep it in your head, it's like it gets messed up. But yeah. when I analyze, I I assign the pair or US 30 or gold or any asset to a account. A, I don't, a, a prop firm account? account? A prop firm account or just a, a virtual swing trading account? A prop firm account. A prop ah, okay, firm right. Account. So you've got a prop firm account All for swing, intraday and scalp. Yes. Oh, yes, right. Yes. That's how you split it up. So you so you're essentially going to take that on that trade on an intraday prop firm account or the account you're using for intraday trades. For yes. Intraday so I have yeah. prop firm accounts, different prop firm accounts for different uh ah. styles of trading. Same ah. system, but uh scalping is more quick and higher risk. Swing is slower, where it's like two trades a month, uh, but it's uh way lower risk. It's more like that's where I have my biggest allocation of money. Swing trading is the biggest allocation of money. Intraday is smaller allocation of money. Scalp trading is 200K. Well, cool. Okay, that's it. That's, and I think that's probably the first time I've heard that approach with multiple funding um, firms. I mean, what if you, like, say, for example, added another chunk of funding on there? Obviously, you're going to have your own firm soon, so maybe you don't need to. But I do have co-funded. Co-funded, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you did, I mean, what would you do with the... Um, what would you do with a fourth firm? Would you just sort of double up on the swings or double up on intraday or something like that? What would you do? I, I just added I just added to my swing accounts. Like okay. for example, every time I get a funded account, it goes to my swing. And then I allocate the funds. But my fund, my core is my swing accounts. Yeah. Okay. It's like because uh, when you have a nice capital, uh I don't want to, and I don't need to look at the charts or like open the trades uh, every day or every hour. It's like, I prefer to have a higher win rate and I prefer to take A++ setups and don't have as much headache, you know, as I remember I used to open 10, 20 trades in a day. <laughs> right yeah. now thinking about it, it's insane, you know? So, so what about like, what does your typical trading, I suppose, week look like now? like an average week for you if you're going to be trading actively trading and you know spending more time trading than than anything else yeah that's one of the first things i do in the morning i look at the charts i spend around an hour i spend another hour talking to my students uh, i go have lunch of course prior to that i have breakfast and workout uh, but i like spending time on my computer i do not uh, i prefer that I also work on my business throughout the day, but uh, for trading, I look at the charts every day, but I do not monitor. I only monitor the charts when I have open trade, right? right? So if it's a swing, maybe I'm not as close to it, but scalp intraday, I am monitoring it when I close partials and so on, what risk adjustments I make. Uh, but the way I analyze, I need the price to go to that zone. I set alert and I leave it alone because a lot of times, the mistake I've been doing before as well is if I wait and I look at a candle slowly move up to my zone, in my head, and I believe in a lot of people's head, you start making up excuses to enter this trade early. Excuses why yeah. this trade is not going to go all the way up to the zone, right? And I did a lot of mistakes like that, you know? Uh, so eventually I decided that I'm going to set alert and I'm going to close it. I'm going to leave it alone. And yeah. that's what works the best right now. It's like stress-free. Analyze your charts. You go on with your day. You do other things. Boom, alert goes off. You get on your charts. Oh, 
okay, now I can monitor this trade, wait for my entry. And you save a lot of time as well. Now, you've been doing this for, you know, three years on from when we first met and had you on the show. Now, I suppose you've got some mindset kind of hacks that you may have come up with that you're teaching your students who are going through this mentorship and stuff. I mean, can you share anything with us, which is kind of a unique way for somebody to to try and get themselves into a into a trader's mindset or the mindset you've got now as, as a seven-year trader? Um, okay. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be myself repeating, but uh, to be a successful trader, to be to get rich or to make quickly rich quickly money, you can put ten lots and maybe they'll make a lot of money, you know. But if you want to make it as your job, make it as your main source of income, you need to understand that having a right risk management is crucially important. Now, what I teach is you need to have an edge so you can follow your trading system and have a good risk management. But you come into a first wall. If you have $1,000 or $2,000 to trade with, you will not be, you will be, you, you can be consistently successful, but it's not that, it's not what's going to make you a lot of money. It's probably going to help you pay some bills. If you want to live a nice time and completely off just trading, you need to acquire bigger, bigger capital. And that is why in my mentorship program and my students, we really focus on, first of all, understanding what trading is and building the edge. And second of all, how to get funded. But getting funded is just one step. Maintaining funded account is the second. Because myself and a lot of other stories I heard, people get funded and then they blow the account. So I teach not just to how get funded, but also how to maintain a funded account, right? So if you build your edge and you acquire big capital, that's all you need. It's a stress-free trading, you know? Uh, if I can come up with something unique, um, just uh, fall in love with the progress, fall in love with the process, fall in love with being wrong because the only way to be right is to be uh, wrong enough times that you understand what it takes to be right, you know? So uh, I think I said this in our previous podcast, I loved being wrong. I loved being wrong. I loved making mistakes because I know that if I stop doing this mistake, eventually I'll be right. And canceling out all those mistakes put my level of it and my experience in trading higher and higher and higher each time, which made me a successful trader. And that's what I'm teaching. I'm not teaching. Um, I'm not selling a dream. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you tools um, to be successful in trading over a period of time. And uh, another thing I can teach you about markets. I can teach you, I can give you A to Z list, but you are the one who's clicking the button. Mm. So if you lose four times in a row, are you going to be mentally strong enough to click that button again with the same mindset, same approach? Or are you going to 
uh, start crying about how your system is not working, how this is n- nothing is working, and you go to another system and you hit the same wall again, and then you lose for four t- trades in a row, and then you're scared to click the button again. It's just going through it, going through it, and building your mental stability and mental mental strength because. Trading is hard mentally, but trading is easy as a mechanic of it. Like you just multiply money by clicking a button, right? You don't need to do a hard, a hard time job in the, in some oil rig, you know? So man up, become a, like, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I will learn from my mistakes. I will write them down and I will never repeat them again. And I make improvements. That's how we become successful. That's how I became successful. That's a that's a lot of gold, and I think what we're going to do is wrap that wrap the show up there. Uh, I mean, that is probably one of the most unique kind of answers, and really, it's one of the real realist answers here. I don't know if there is a hack because I asked the question: Is there a hacker, a mindset hack that people can do? And the reality is, what you're kind of saying there at the start. I mean, I think that making the the mistake note down thing is is quite good. But what you're saying is you've just got to go through it. You've just got to go through the pain of until you get the passion. If you don't have the passion, you've got to go through the pain to get the passion to then see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Well, talking about end of tunnel, we're at the, at the end of this show here. Before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you, Davi? So on Instagram, Davi.fx. Uh, maybe you can put it somewhere on the screen because there's a lot of people creating fake accounts on my Instagram. But Davi.fx and also DaviFX on YouTube. I'll be posting more content over there. Brilliant, folks. And um, yeah, it is D-O-V-Y-F-X. It will be on the screen here, so you'll be able to see that. Uh, if you do want to go and check out his prior episode, it's all over there on Trading Nut. Just search for Dovi in the search box. And if you look, I'm just having a look now, underneath the interviews tab, there's challenges. And on that page, and I think it's actually on Dovi's show page there. Oh, no, it's not. Um, yeah, on that page, you'll find his challenges that he did and where he beat out like four or five other traders to take top spot in a back testing challenge as well if you really want to dive in but once again Dovi thank you for coming on the show um have a great time over there in Dubai and uh, everyone else until next time I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success all right folks there you have it interview done and dusted with Dovi now if you're looking for some charting action this week then go and check out the Wakarasim part two video which is dropping on the channel it's awesome stuff all verified there on Twitter as well so he breaks down his trading week it's another hour of charting content so you really want to go and check this out to get a full understanding of how he breaks down the chart other things going on here at trading nut we have got an awesome little strategy that i'm building out as part of my robot lab live it's build number 56 you can go and check that out along with how the other builds are performing in the demo environment over there on trading nut there's a link to that in the description otherwise i'll see you folks in the next episode of trading nut